the eighth mystery in the New Testament, using the Greek word mysterion, is Christ in you, the hope of glory. The great mystery is that your hope of glory is not in heaven. Your hope of glory is in you now. And Paul longed to proclaim that mystery to the nations of the earth. He wanted every believer everywhere to understand the great mystery of Christ in you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I'm telling you, you have so much when you have Jesus Christ living in you. You have the Godhead. When Jesus came, he brought the fullness of the Godhead. It says Colossians 2, 9, and 10, the fullness of the Godhead dwells in Christ. And we are complete in him. He is our completion. You don't have to have a spouse to be completed. You are the completed, perfected bride. It's finished, my friend. And to be with Christ and to be in Christ and to have Christ in us, there's nothing sweeter. I had sin in me. I had drugs in me. Now I have Jesus in me. I have the hope of glory. Listen, in every difficult marriage, the hope of glory is in you for that marriage. Your family, the dysfunction that you're experiencing in your home, the hope of glory is in you. And it can fill your home, and it can express Christ into your family, into the needs of your family. Don't limit what Jesus Christ can do living through you. This hope of glory is not in heaven waiting. It's in you right now. When can you receive it? Whenever you want. I love having the hope of glory in me 24-7. I carry like Mary the Christ of glory dust and deity have kissed, and I now have Christ, the hope of glory, in me. And of course, you do as well. You do as well. Wow. You're, you have a constant hope of glory. It's an endless hope. It is a cascading hope. It is a fountain of hope. It's never ending, always in pain and sickness and in problems and pressure there's still the hope of glory in you. I will never leave you, he says, and I will never forsake you. What a beautiful mystery. And that mystery is going to be, you may feel like a caterpillar, but you're about to become a butterfly, all right? It's going to transfigure you. It's going to transform you. The glorious hope of Christ within is everything you need for victory, joy, fruit of the Spirit, ministry, anointing to touch lives. Grace to impart love to children, to the disenfranchised, the weak and broken. Christ in you, he has enough. He's the unlimited God, the I am, and that's the unfinished name. I am what? He's the I am. Yeah, but what? Whatever you need, you get to fill in the blank this evening. What is it, my friend? What do you need right now? Financial miracle? Physical healing? marriage to be restored, or maybe to get married. I'm telling you, Christ in you is the fullness of the hope of that glorious response. God is waiting for you to tap into the portal within you. 
We don't pray heaven down. It's in us now. The throne room is in you. It, heaven moved while you slept last night. Heaven moved from a location to an experience. And now Christ in you. What's heaven without Christ? And Christ in you makes a living bleep into heaven, makes it into glory. So rest and trust in that faith-filled glory that dwells in you. What a beautiful thing. You can touch the glory and live in the glory because the mystery of Christ is in you. Not when you feel like it right now. When you're at your worst, the hope of glory still is in you. It's never going to be taken from you. The ninth mystery, and oh, we could talk some more about all of these, but the very ninth mystery is the mystery of resurrection. And this is found in 1 Corinthians 15, 51 to 52. 1 Corinthians 15, 51 to 52. And this has wrongly been taken to be a rapture verse of a tribulation and a rapture. But let me read it, and then I'll make a few comments, and we'll move on. Says, listen, and I will tell you a divine mystery. Here it is a sacred secret. Not all of us will die. Now, the literal text is sleep, but that is a metaphor for death. Not all of us will die. And Paul's speaking not just to his generation, but he's speaking to us today. Can you believe that there's coming a people that will not die? Death will not touch them. The last enemy to be defeated is death itself. I do believe that the fullness of Christ's glory is going to not just heal our bodies, but refresh and renew our bodies day by day until death itself is conquered. Now, we know that many saints die. We understand that. But whether we die or we live, it says we will all be transformed. So transformation is in your future. And the ultimate transformation is passing from death to life, passing into resurrection life. It will happen in an instant. Listen to this, in a glance of an eye. It's not twinkling. I know the King James uses that, and a few other modern translations have taken that word twinkling, but it's not. It's a glance, just a glance of the eye. Is there any other place in the Bible that talks about just one glance? of his eye. It's the Song of Songs. The transforming love is going to change us in the glance of an eye. And I'll have a very adequate footnote to explain that in when we get the next edition of TPT in print. For when the last trumpet is sounded, the dead will come back to life. We will be indestructible, and we will be transformed. For we will discard our mortal clothes and slip into a body that is imperishable. What is mortal now will be exchanged for immortality. Immortality is in your future. Oh, immortality. You are going to live with God forever and ever. Hallelujah. Makes me want to stand the hallelujah chorus. What is mortal now will be exchanged for immortality. And when that which is mortal puts on immortality, what now decays is exchanged for what will never decay. Then the scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up by a triumphant victory. And that triumphant victory was the cross of Jesus Christ. So death, tell me, where is your victory? 
Tell me, death, where is your sting? The, the Aramaic says your scorpion sting, the sting of a scorpion. Now, the context has nothing to do with a snatching away. It is harpazo, the Greek word. That's not in the text. This is not about a snatching away or a rapture. This is about a bodily resurrection that when Christians die, their bodies don't simply turn to dust, but rather will one day be changed into a glorified, spiritual, transformed body that will never decay. It is sown or buried a physical body, but it is raised a spiritual body. If there is a physical body, there is also a spiritual body. 1 Corinthians 15, 44. So he's not discussing the tribulation. He's not discussing the rapture. I don't see this in this passage. And you'd have to answer the question, where is the word harpazo of a snatching away? It's not there. It's a resurrection that's in view. And the mystery of resurrection includes overcoming death. Wow, that's quite a topic. And we'll have to save that for another day. Mystery number 10 is the mystery of God's will. And this is found in Ephesians chapter 1, 9 and 10. I think I want to read that. Ephesians 1, chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. Bear with me just a moment as I turn my pages here. It says, Through the revelation of Christ, God unveiled his secret desires for us, his secret desires, the hidden mystery, mysterion, of his long-range plan, which he was delighted to implement from the very beginning of time. And because of God's unfailing purpose, this detailed plan will reign supreme through every period of time until the fulfillment of all the ages finally reaches its climax, when God makes all things new in heaven, in all of heaven and earth through Jesus Christ. This is called the mystery, the mysterion, the secrets of God's will or God's plan. Now, God's, God's plan for your life or God's will for you personally is not hide and seek. It's not a secret. He's shown you the will of God to follow Jesus Christ in his footsteps, to live a life of purity and holiness. But the cosmos itself, the created order, God has the secret mystery wrapped up into the very fabric of the universe. And that is everything will be joined together. Everything will be reconciled. Everything will culminate and be one with Jesus Christ. This is amazing that Jesus is God's everything. And the universe itself is sustained by Jesus Christ on the throne. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. And he holds times and seasons and plans in his hands alone. That's the mystery of his will. Step into that mystery this evening. Let God win the battle of your thoughts and of your the anxieties and the things that distract you from God's plan. Your life is so precious. Every single day is a gift from God, and he wants you to take these love gifts 
called today. And he wants you to hear his voice, to pursue his heart, to know his love for you, and to do whatever he tells you. It's really quite simple, my friends, to follow Jesus. Oh, my. It's Christ alone. Jesus Christ plus nothing equals revival, equals what you need today. Jesus Christ plus nothing equals salvation, healing, power, fruit, gifts, wisdom, and power of the Holy Spirit. Everything God wants to give you, he has given it to you in our Lord Jesus Christ. And that wonderful mystery of his will, it's the restoration of all things to restore the earth and the heavens to where it was before Adam's fall. God is going to restore the earth back to a pre-Adam fall state before sin entered the world. I'm telling you, Adam, I know, I just know that Adam was a fire being, that he was full of glory and light and could transport himself. The size of the Garden of Eden was so massive, massive, it takes up a million square miles or more, massive section of the earth. And it was the garden of bliss and paradise. And Adam had to tend the garden. He was transported by the Spirit. When it says God walked with Adam in the cool of the day, stop right there. That's not what it says in the Bible text, in the Hebrew text. It wasn't the cool of the day. It was the ruach of the day, the Spirit wind. I believe Adam was transported with God. God and Adam flew together. They covered the territory of the garden and of the earth in spirit. All of that is going to be restored. Before the fall of Adam, Eve and Adam in divine bliss lived harmoniously with nothing but love in a garden of bliss. That's what God is going to restore to the earth. Folks, the mystery of his will is he's going to bend time and take us all back to the beautiful garden as the radiant bride of Jesus. We will be the new Jerusalem. We're not going to a floating city. Please read the Bible in Revelation, where twice it says the new Jerusalem is a people. It's a bride. It's the lamb's wife coming out of heaven that is a bride that is a city. It's a city and it's a bride. The two things that Abraham looked for was a city whose architect was God and a bride for his son. And now we are the fulfillment of that Abrahamic vision. The church is a city set on a hill, and we are the bride of Jesus Christ. We're the city bride. And the restoration of all things will continue. And Jesus, according to Acts 3.21, is held back in heaven. He's not coming back until the restoration is complete. There's so much God wants to do, friends. Don't build your theology on the newscasts. Come into the revelation of the last day's glory, of a glorified bride, that he's going to silence creation's groan, that's groaning travailing, not for the second coming, but groaning and travailing for sons and daughters to be unveiled, Romans 8, 19 to 21. This unveiling of a bride is going to restore all things 
Oh, friends, the mystery of his will. There's so much greatness ahead for the body of Christ. Yes, the world has trials, tribulations. It's called glypsis in the Greek. It's pressure. There are pressures. And it's through great pressure we enter the kingdom of God. But in his kingdom, in his glorious grace, we have a Goshen. We have a land of favor and protection. We have a realm called the kingdom grace of God where we are kept pure and kept preserved holy and blameless to the coming of our Lord. Wow, I spent a lot more time on that than I planned, but the mystery of God's will to gather everything in heaven and earth into Christ.